0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the second episode of Christianity and Why It Matters. Today we will be doing something a little different. Instead of just doing a book of the Bible and then ending the episode, we will be doing an interview with a special guest, discussing how Exodus and Syria today are similar, and the original going over the second book of the Bible. So, some things we're going to go over is how what Pharaoh did to all the children under the age of two, Who is Moses? What happened to the Israelites? If you don't know who they are, we will go into that throughout this episode. And the Ten Commandments. So the first thing we're going to talk about is how Pharaoh killed every Hebrew under the age of two. And you might be wondering, why would somebody do that to a mass group of people? This is basically genocide. Or if you know another word, uh, mass killings. Just like in World War II against the Jewish people, except this was under the age of two and every Hebrew that was under two was killed. And the reason why this happened was because Pharaoh was afraid that the deliverer was among them and would rise up and get them and stop the Egyptians and stop all slavery. So Moses is saved from this. His mother and brother and sister put him in a woven basket and send him into the sea and God goes with Moses and saves him from all the dangers like alligators or uh, drowning and all these things that you could die from in a big river and then eventually the basket comes to a almost a stop near an Egyptian palace and Moses is grabbed from a woman from the Nile by an Egyptian Egyptian woman actually then Moses grows up and figures out that Pharaoh, which is basically his father, he found he finds out what Pharaoh did to all those Hebrews, and he actually eventually, he eventually finds out that he's a Hebrew himself, and Pharaoh knows this, and Moses then he's walking through in anger through the uh, the slavery yard and all that stuff, and he sees an Egyptian um, general, I would say, who's whipping an old man constantly, no mercy, over and over again. And Moses, this gets on his nerves, so he doesn't like this. And what he does is he pushes the Egyptian general and kills him. He wasn't trying to kill him, he was just trying to stop it, the, the, man, the old man from getting whipped. But by accident, Moses pushes the Egyptian general and kills him, and then he feels all this guilt. And Ramesses, which is his brother, or I guess I would say adopted brother, because Moses is a Hebrew and his adopted family is Egyptian, he was rescued from the Nile. So Ramesses, which is Moses' adopted brother, says, that there's nothing wrong with this, we'll cover it up, uh, you won't get in trouble. But Moses then goes into the desert leaving, and he, he just leaves the Egyptians. And goes into the desert and then Moses gets married and then he's confronted by the burning bush and in the Bible the bush was not actually burning although it looked like it and then Moses goes back to Egypt and because God spoke to him by with the burning bush And Moses asks many, many times for Ramesses, which is now the new pharaoh, because years have passed. And he keeps asking Ramesses, which is the new pharaoh, to let the Israelites go. And Ramesses, which is the new pharaoh, constantly says, no, I will not. And then, if you know, then the plagues happened. And if you don't know what the plagues of Egypt is... I can tell you them right now. So there were actually 10 plagues. So the first one was the blood. The waters were all turned to blood. The fish in the river died and the Egyptians couldn't drink that foul blood water. The second plague that happened, and all these plagues actually happened simply because Pharaoh kept saying no, I will not release the Israelites from slavery. So the second one was frogs. Frogs swarmed everywhere, covering every inch of land and entering houses and bedrooms, which annoyed everyone. I'm not sure. Name If you can name one person that actually likes a frog just jumping onto you while you're sleeping. I'm not one of those people. The third one was lice. All over Egypt, bugs crawled forth from the dust to cover the land. And lice, if you've ever had it, I personally have not. But if you ever had lice, then you might know what these people felt like. The fourth one was animal, wild animals. Hordes of wild animals destroyed everything in their past, so these were very aggressive animals. The fifth one was pestilence. A fatal pestilence killed most of the domestic animals of the Egyptians. And the sixth one was boils. The Pharaoh, his servants, the Egyptians, and even their animals developed painful boils over all their bodies. So this is basically a, a very, very big pimple or some sort of um, painful bubble on your skin, if you know what a boil is. The seventh plague was a fiery hail. So hail struck down from all the crops in the fields and shattered every tree. So this basically could be, a, um, if you think about it, it could be some sort of drought. Because every crop and tree and plants were just killed from, by hail. The 8th plague was locusts. The locusts covered the face of the land and swallowed up every crop and all the fruits of the trees. The ninth was darkness. A thick darkness over the land of Egypt, so total that the Egyptians had to feel their way around. So there was absolutely no light. And like I just said, they were so blind and there was no light that they had to feel around like a blind person. And this 10th plague really gets to me. This is when God and Moses were so mad at Pharaoh because Pharaoh kept saying, no, I will not let your people go, which were the Israelites. And the 10th one is actually the most sad one. All firstborn Egyptian sons and firstborn cattle died. Israelites marked lamb's blood above their door and were passed over. And uh, in the Jewish culture, you celebrate Passover, and this is why Passover happened because the angel of death came throughout Egypt and took the lives of every firstborn child unless and there's a catch unless the door door frame was covered in lamb's blood. so you can see the anger of God when you don't do what he wants and the so I basically went over most of Exodus. So, let's continue over what happens next. So, eventually, Pharaoh gets so mad because of his plagues, and his own son was killed because he was first born. So, he lets the Israelites go, and then once they meet the Red Sea, they can, all the Israelites and Moses, they can hear the Egyptians coming from behind them with swords, and horses, and all those things that can kill people. So, they're chased through the parted waters, and this is one of those miracles that God puts through Aaron. Aaron is um, Moses' brother, and Moses gives Aaron the staff, because Moses wasn't really a he wasn't a good public speaker, so he, Mo- a- Moses gave Aaron his staff, and Aaron put the staff in the water. And then, if you've ever heard of parted seas or anything biblical like that, then you know that the sea split in half and let the Israelites go through. And then this gets a little intense if you read the Bible. It's, it's like a cliffhanger, a thriller book, because... You, can, you feel like they're, the Egyptians are going to take the Israelites back into slavery. But also, I forgot something before all of this. So, before all of this, when Moses is asking for his people to go, this is one of the most famous things, and I love this, but Moses turns his staff into a snake, but then Pharaoh's two magicians change their staffs into a snake and I have one of my interview questions after I explain rest of Exodus and one of my uh, interview questions involves that so let's go back to the Red Sea so they were running through and once all the Israelites went past across the Red Sea the waters closed up and killed every Egyptian soldier except for Ramesses which was the new Pharaoh and he his life was spared then they're safe, but then they complain because they were in the desert for many years. And then Moses and the Israelites stop at Mount Sinai, and Moses gets the Ten Commandments. And I am going to tell you what the Ten Commandments are. So here they are. The first commandment is, I am the Lord thy God. And then uh, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord, of thy God, in vain. So that's number two. Number three, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The fourth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. And I'm reading from the Bible right now. That's why I have that old English, thy. Number five, thou shalt not murder. Number six is thou shalt not commit adultery. So no cheating and all that marriage things. And the seventh one is thou shalt not steal. Number eight is basically don't lie. So, But what it says in the Bible is thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. So don't lie. Uh, The next one, number nine, thou shalt not covet the neighbor's house. Number nine. Oh, I already said number nine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And the last one is, Thou shalt not covet. So, I will do an episode in the future on this, but is it really wrong to want something? So, if you're interested in that, stay tuned for one of my future episodes, which we will be going over that. So, now I'm going to do my interview, and I'm just going to switch over to that. Welcome back. I am here with Andrea, who is our special guest for today, and I have a few questions for you. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So the first question is, what does Christianity mean to you?
1: Um, I think Christianity means love. It means to show love and to be loved in return. Uh,
0: The second question is, what is one thing you wish you would have known before converting to Christianity?
1: Well, I've never converted to Christianity, but I did convert to Catholicism. Um, I think I would have liked to have known how confirmation works, because I have kind of a weird name.
0: Uh, The third question is, what advice would you give to someone wanting to convert to Christianity?
1: Advice? Um, That's a good question. Ask a lot of different people. Don't just rely on one source unless you're relying on the Bible itself.
0: The fourth question is, What are some great resources that have helped you along the path of Christianity?
1: A plain English Bible, I think, has been my greatest resource. Where you don't have thy, thou, um, all the old English that makes it difficult to understand asked a lot of priests lots of questions as well try and get my answers
0: the fifth question is what is one myth about Christians that you want to get rid of like a stereotype
1: that we all like one myth is that all Christians think non-Christians are going to hell I personally don't think that. It's not my place to tell God where somebody should go. I love him no matter what, and I think that's a big myth, especially with Catholics. The Catholic Church used to be very closed, and it's gone through its dark periods, and right now it's turning around with our current pope, where he's uh, opening it back up to the the patrons, again.
0: And my final question, in the Bible, when Moses is with Pharaoh and the Egyptians, when and when Moses turns his staff into a serpent, in your opinion, how do you think the Egyptian magicians turned their staff into serpents?
1: They, they had snakes up their robes. I have no idea how they did that. Well, it
0: is an opinion-based question.
1: I'm not very good at magic. I'm sure they had them sitting around somewhere.
0: So some sort of misdirection.
1: Yeah. Sleight of the hand, misdirection.
0: Okay, those are all the questions I have for today. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, that was a really, really nice, um, I would say, interview. So, thank you to that person. And now we're going to be talking about Syrian civil war and exodus. And how can the Syrian civil war and exodus be similar? So I have a couple points to make here, such as I actually have three. So the government is and has been killing people for many, many years in Syria. And this is similar to exodus because Pharaoh killed many, many people for many, many years. And this could be for no reason, this could be for retaliation, this could be of fear, but that that's one thing. The second thing is the Syrians are trying to leave Syria just like the Israelites did, but not every Syrian has made it away from Syria, just like not every Israelite has made it away from Egypt. So they're trying to escape, and then the next thing, my third point, and final, is Syrian immigrants... Are given laws to follow when they enter a country, just like Moses did when God gave the Ten Commandments to the Israelites, and later to the world. So this point, are these two are similar for the final point, uh, because if you think about Assyrian immigrants, are given laws to follow when you enter a country, such as Canada, uh, Europe that's not a country but that that's a continent but if you Canada, America, Mexico, any place that they're accepting, you have to follow their laws otherwise you will be condemned or thrown out. And in Exodus when Moses gives the 10 commandments to the Israelites, not all the Israelites followed. Even Aaron his brother didn't follow. And um they were condemned. So they were thrown out and condemned just like a country would do to an immigrant or basically any person, really, if you, because that's why we have laws, to keep people on track. That's why God gave us the Ten Commandments, to keep us um, good. And if we follow the Ten Commandments, then we're basically a guaranteed to go to heaven. But there are some other things in order to go to heaven, such as believing in Jesus and God and everything there. And we'll get into that in later episodes. Uh, so, thank you so much for listening. This is the end of the episode. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me, fishtalk.podcast at hotmail.com. My email will be in the episode description. Also, there is a new feature for all of those Anchor listeners, so if you go to my Anchor website, anchor.fm slash fishtalk, you can now send me voice messages. So if you prefer to send me your question via the voice messages, which I can put into this podcast for the next episode if you want me to, that's what I will do if you send me a voice messages, feel free to do that as well. You can do it at this link, anchor.fm slash fishtalk slash messages. That will also be in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.